With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash acquire. That's linkedin.com slash acquire. Terms and conditions apply. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to the Caixin Seneca Business Brief, brought to you by SupChina. Each week, we bring you a roundup from the world of business in China from Caixin, China's authority on business and financial news, as well as interviews with Caixin Global reporters and editors. I'm Kaiser Guo from the Seneca Podcast. It's been a week of big predictions for China's economy. Solar power is predicted to overtake wind energy to become China's third largest energy source. The China Association of Automobile Manufacturers says new energy vehicles will grow 40 percent in 2021, and China's Politburo says it will strengthen anti-monopoly efforts next year. We might not be able to predict the future on this podcast, but we can tell you about the very recent past, so here's what's been happening in China this week. Trading of live pig futures will start next year from January 8th according to a statement by the China Securities Regulatory Commission. The futures will be listed for trading on the Dalian Commodity Exchange. It will be the first time an item listed on China's futures market will involve the delivery of living animals, and it is hoped it will help market players offset price fluctuations. As the world's largest pork producer and consumer, China has seen pig prices fluctuate a lot over the last couple of decades, including skyrocketing prices last year due to a deadly nationwide African swine fever outbreak. S&P has joined other major index providers around the world in dropping Chinese stocks with alleged military ties. The news comes in the wake of the U.S. order barring American investors from trading stocks of firms with alleged links. The FTSE Russell was the first major index compiler to respond to the ban, announcing on December 4th that it will remove eight Chinese companies' stocks from several of its global indexes, effective on December 21st. The move by the S&P means that 10 Chinese companies' stocks will be removed from more than 50 of its equity indexes beginning on December 21st, and securities issued by 18 Chinese companies will be taken out of its fixed income indexes from January 1st. Solar power is set to overtake wind to become China's third largest electricity source by year-end, the National Energy Administration announced last week, as the sector has become a more commercially viable option to traditional carbon-based fuels. Of China's total power-generating capacity, coal-fired power still accounts for the largest single part 
by supplying half the nation's 2,100 gigawatts of capacity at the end of October. Hydropower was second with about 18%, while wind and solar each supplied about 11%. Sales of new energy vehicles in China could increase by 40%, according to the China Association of Automobile Manufacturers and reported by Nikkei Asia. The forecast comes as Tesla ramps up local output. The category of new energy vehicles includes electric, plug-in hybrid, and fuel cell vehicles. The rise in 2021 would bring the total sale of vehicles in this category to 1.8 million units. New vehicle sales of all types is predicted to rise 4% next year to 26.3 million in 2021, marking the first growth in four years, which most analysts attribute to government efforts to bolster the domestic economy. China's Politburo, the Communist Party's top decision-making body, vowed to strengthen anti-monopoly efforts next year as it seeks to rein in what it called disorderly capital expansion, Bloomberg reported. The announcement appears to be part of a larger policy direction as last month Beijing unveiled draft regulations aimed at rooting out anti-competitive practices in the internet industry, seeking to curtail the growing influence of corporations such as e-commerce giant Alibaba Group Holding Limited and WeChat operator Tencent Holdings Limited. In an unprecedented case, China has for the first time jailed a scientist elected to one of its two elite national academies as the government cracks down on corruption in the highest levels of academia. Li Ning, a top biotechnology expert and former member of the Chinese Academy of Engineering, was sentenced to 10 years in prison for his role in embezzling more than $4.6 million in research funding during his tenure, according to a court statement. The judgment marks the first time the People's Republic has imprisoned an academician in one of the two leading academies since its founding in 1949. And finally, Chinese authorities are investigating Xinyuzhi, one of video sharing app Kuaishou's most popular live streamers, after he was accused of marketing fake bird's nest, a luxury health product in China made of just sugar and water. The alleged fraud was exposed by consumer activist Wang Hai, who tested the bird's nest, proving they had less than 0.00014% sialic acid, while genuine bird's nests are typically about 10% sialic acid. Livestreamer Xin said all the bird's nest items would be recalled and consumers would be compensated to the value of three times the amount they paid. The story seems to have highlighted the fact that regulators around the nation are ill-equipped to handle the overwhelming growth of consumer complaints against live-streaming e-commerce companies. Over 330,000 consumer complaints were made online nationally in a 20-day period up to November 15th. Let's turn now to Caixin Global reporter Tang Ziyi, who we welcome to talk about a Caixin exclusive she worked on, a story about the abrupt suspension of Ant Financials or Ant Group's November IPO and how that could actually make things a lot more complicated for other companies looking to go public on China's stock markets. Ziyi, welcome back. Hi, Kaiser. Glad to be here. So, Z, I guess we should start with the elephant in the room. Uh, the last time you were on the show, Ant Group was getting ready to launch 
what was looking like the biggest IPO of all time, but obviously that didn't happen. So what went wrong? Yeah. So uh, as you said, Ant Group's uh, blockbuster IPO was suspended just two days before its planned debut on November fifth. So the last-minute suspension really shocked everyone. And if we look back at what happened to the IPO, I think all of the things started to change when Jack Ma, the billionaire founder of Ant, made a speech in late October. In that speech, Ma criticized Chinese regulators for stifling innovation and saying that there was too much red tapes involved in the financial regulation. He also described that the Basel Accords banking regulations as a club for the elderly because they focus on solving problems in a sophisticated financial system, which have been around for decades. Whereas、uh, China's financial industry is still young and lacks a mature ecosystem, so、uh, and、uh, in case you are wondering,、uh, no, it's not clear why Ma made that speech, but、uh, it seems that the speech really did not、uh, go down well with Chinese regulators, as、uh, the end founder would soon find out. On、uh, November second, regulators issued draft rules that imposed、uh, more restrictions on online microlending activities. The draft stipulates even stricter standards for a range of operational and financial metrics,、uh, including leverage levels and joint lending, and some of which and had failed to comply it. Uh, as I'm sure you may already know, online lending has become a major driver of Ant's income. Yeah, a huge, huge driver of the revenues. So,、uh, if the draft is indeed enacted, it will very likely hamper Ant's expansion.、Mm-hmm. Um, and also on the same day of the release of the draft rules. China's top top regulators held a meeting with top executives of Ant,、uh, including Jack Ma. We don't know、uh, who said what in the meeting, but Ant Group did release a statement after the meeting, which said it is committed to abiding by the points which were raised in the meeting and continuing its course according to the principles of. A stable innovation,、uh, embrace of regulation, service to the real economy, and win-win cooperation. And then the very next day, November third, the Shanghai leg of Ant Group's dual listing was suddenly suspended. The Shanghai Stock Exchange said changes in the financial technology regulatory environment mean that Ant would. Very likely not meet the conditions for listing or meeting the information disclosure requirements, and、uh, of course, soon after that, Ant went on to also suspend its share listing in Hong Kong.、Mm-hmm. So, Z, what do you think the wider impact of the IPO suspension is going to be? 
Yeah,、uh, I think it will definitely become harder for ants industry peers to go public.、Um, JD Digis, for example, a financial services giant that competes with Ant Group, filed an application to list on Shanghai Star Market in September, but、uh, the review process has now. Been bogged down as a result of the end group's fiasco, and there's no indication of when it will get the green light from the Shanghai boards and the CSRC, China's top securities regulator. And uh, indeed, um, there's a lot of speculation about some quote-unquote huge uncertainties surrounding JDDJ's IPO. Uh, and the new、uh, micro lending draft rules are expected to deal a heavy blow to the sector as well. So、uh, one example is that online micro lenders who do business across provincial lines are required to set aside a minimum of five billion yuan in registered capital. So、uh, China has. Hundreds of online micro lenders with interprovincial operations, but only four of them currently meet the minimum. And as Caixin reported, the big news is that Ant's debacle of an IPO、uh, will lead to more scrutiny for companies hoping to list in China. What does that actually mean? How does it translate for other companies with IPO plans?、Uh, what we know from the sources is that the CSRC accused the Shanghai exchange operator of completing its review of Ant's application too quickly and told the exchange to step up its scrutiny. And this already has some impacts.、Uh, applicants are now getting far more inquiries than before from the Shanghai and Shenzhen stock exchanges, and the bosses are conducting more on-site inspections. Uh, so the stricter supervision has led some companies to abandon their IPO plans. The chairman of one fintech company, which had previously planned to list on the stock market, said、uh, it decided to shift its IPO to Hong Kong in the wake of the tougher regulatory environment. Okay, Z. Great to have you on the show, and thanks for filling us in on the latest in the Chinese fintech sector. Thank you, Kaiser. See you. Yeah, looking forward to having you back on. And that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. The Caixin Seneca Business Brief is produced by Kaiser Guo and Nandini Venkata, with stories from the staff of Caixin Global. Special thanks to Li Xin and Marcus Ryder of Caixin Global. Thanks to Spring and Autumn for the music. For more on China. Be sure to check out the other shows in the Sinica Network on SubChina, and for daily news and views, make sure to subscribe to SubChina Access for the daily newsletter. Find us at subchina.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Take care.